Noah Bowick and Anthony Bill. All right, welcome into the Couch Scout Sports Podcast. This is episode five, the Super Bowl 53 edition. This is the podcast where we let you stay on the couch while we scout the latest news, scores, and affairs in the world of sports, keeping you informed and up to date with interactive listening segments. My name is Noah. You can find me on Twitter at KOTS Fantasy. And go ahead and follow the podcast on Instagram. We are at The Couch Scouts Pod. And you can also reach out to us on email, thecouchscoutspod at gmail.com. We are covering everything Super Bowl related commercials, favorite moments, uh, past Super Bowls, and of course, Super Bowl 53 featuring the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots featuring. Tom Brady, the goat. I'm bringing on my co-host on the pod and co-worker on the job, Anthony. You can find him on Instagram, Anthony D. Bills, and also on Twitter at dat underscore dude underscore ab. Anthony, Super Bowl. What up? <laughs> What's up? You got to bring out a Super Bowl commercial, dude. I'm so pumped, man. The freaking Super Bowl is here. A couple days away. Can't wait to talk about it. Talk about previous Super Bowls just for some fun and some commercials. So. Yeah, man. Excited. Super excited. All right. Well, let's dive right into it. Um, I'm going to start with you, Anthony. Let's just talk about our favorite Super Bowl moments in history. There's, you know, there's been 53 of them. Obviously, we haven't been around for 53 (laughs) years. Yeah. Um, But we we both kind of went back and looked at our some moments and some clips and what sticks out to you as, as your favorite moments? Yeah, I'm looking. Obviously, I would want to pick a Cowboys one, but they haven't won a Super Bowl since I was six. It's, I mean, I remember them vaguely, but not like a favorite moment. So I, I was going through, and one of the first Super Bowls I can remember since being a fan, I was nine years old. It was the Titans and Rams, and uh, the Titans are down 23-16. to 16. They're driving. They're trying to tie it up, and um, Steve McNair... Throws it out to Kevin Dyson, and he is just trying so hard. It was just so funny. Like It was amazing because you see a wide receiver trying his hardest, and you see a, I think it was a linebacker, defensive back, whatever, like trying his hardest to hold him back. It kind of looked like uh, the coach for the uh, Suns last week trying to hold Devin Booker back <laughs> yes. from running into the locker room. <laughs> and he's just stretching out, trying, and he comes up a yard short, and they run out of time, and it's like, Oh wow, heartbreaking! Literally one yard short with no time. So yeah. that that's one for me because that was such a such a great game. That's crazy. Like <laughs> to think when you look back, like you were literally a yard short from winning the yeah. Super Bowl. I think that's probably the closest that anyone's ever come to coming up short. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's been there's been games that have been won in the final minutes or final seconds, but that yeah. literally down to the one yard line with no time left. Yeah, and. You gotta live with that the rest of your life. Yeah, because you think about it, you're like, man, there's a hundred yards on a field, and the entire game, if we just gained one more yard, it wouldn't seem like a big difference. But on this one play, if you gained one more yard, it would have tied it up. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. Yeah, but, but yeah, so that one, that's the one for me. Um, what about you? Yeah, um, I man, there was a lot. I had mm-hmm. I had three like pretty big moments that I remember 
watching when I was younger. One, um, the Steelers, that was up there, Antoine Randall throwing the, the wide receiver pass to Heinz Ward. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, a couple years ago, Tom Brady leading the comeback twenty, you know, down twenty eight to three and leading the comeback against the Falcons. Yes. That that to me was just one of the best Super Bowls of all time. Um, yeah. But but for me, this moment, I remember watching it uh, with a group of friends in high school, and it was Tracy Porter, the New Orleans Saints, intercepting Peyton Manning's pass, taking it seventy four yards back for a, a pick six touchdown, and the Saints going to win thirty one seventeen. It was a huge win for. The city of New Orleans getting to the Super Bowl yeah. a couple of years after uh, the devastating Hurricane Katrina, and Drew Brees getting his first Super Bowl win, yeah. And, and yeah, that I just remember the crowd's reaction, the announcers' reaction. Um, it came after the Saints opened up the the half with that onside kick and recovered it, went down and scored. And then the Colts came back down the field and scored, and then. Manning in the shotgun puts Collie in motion. Looks in his direction. It's picked <laughs> off. It's picked off. It's Tracy Porter again. He's running free. He's going to go all the way. Hand outstretched. It is a Saint touchdown. 70 yards on the return. 70 yards on the return by Porter. He did it to Favre, and now he's done it to Manning. And Tracy Porter, like, that's been his career. Just huge interceptions. Yeah. I know he had one against Favre. Um, that was big oh, as well. Man. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, and it was cool because Drew Brees was fresh in New Orleans, and a lot of people kind of had given up on him, thinking his career was over. Yeah. So it was just cool to see him bounce back and even still playing today. Yeah, I agree. We were just talking about kind of most embarrassing moments <laughs> of the Super Bowl. Uh why don't you talk? Why don't you talk about the the Cowboys uh, one that you had just mentioned? Oh uh, yeah, Leon Lett. Uh, they're playing the Bills, and obviously they won the game. So and they it was easy, fifty two to seventeen. But when Leon Lett, I can't remember if it was on a fumble or an interception, whatever. But I just know he he thinks he has this easy walk into the end zone. So he starts celebrating at like the ten yard line. And then uh, Don Beebe, wide receiver for the Bills, was like, you know what, we're getting embarrassed out here. I'm not going to let this dude be all cocky like this and let this dude score. And he comes up and just pretty much takes the ball out of his hand, knocks it out of bounds, touchback. So Leon let a chance to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl as a defensive lineman. (laughs) But (laughs) definitely one of the most embarrassing moments. Like that could should be a Super Bowl commercial, honestly. Yeah. Um, so but true. <laughs> yeah, that that one was a funny one. Very, very funny. Yeah. Um, man. Even another embarrassing moment I remember. How about the lights going off in the Ravens and 49ers yes. a few years ago? Yes. So right after halftime, right? Yeah, yeah. Beyonce shut it down, yeah. I guess. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, some funny ones for sure. Yeah. Moments that players have to live with the rest of their life. Like, and and the did. nip slip. Yes. Janet, Janet, Janet Jackson. Jackson. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, so. Do you remember? I think it might have been a, it might have been last year, a couple of years ago. I forgot who it was that was up on top of Lady Gaga. Yes, <laughs> and all of a sudden she just jumps down and like and I like had to catch oh my, my breath because I, I thought she literally TV. yeah I thought she literally jumped off the stadium. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? And then she just, just hovers down and floating. Got a wire, so yeah, some uh, good moments, good memories. I love what what about you? Like Super Bowl traditions? I know we, we didn't like schedule this out, but is there anything that you what like you love to eat on the Super Bowl or that your family did or what um, what did the Super Bowl mean to you growing up? 
Yeah, I liked it because, uh, like, usually all through the years, like, me and my dad would watch all the games together. Um, and my mom, she really didn't want to be a part of it because we'd get a little little crazy. <laughs> uh, but when it came to the Super Bowl, my mom was always down to watch it because of the commercials yeah. and whoever was doing the halftime show. So it was just – it was cool – I never really had like these big Super Bowl party traditions, but you know yeah. we would we would sit at home and watch it, and um, we'd kind of pick what team we want to win, um, and just kind of cheer together and go through and talk about all the commercials and decide you know which commercial was best. And I mean, obviously it was always pizza for us back oh, yeah. home. You know, Thank Midwest you. pizza is a big thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so ours would just be you know watching the game with my family and having fun and just enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think I think same thing. Like there, there wasn't a lot of moments when the whole family got together to mm-hmm. seriously watch a football game, but it was always a Super Bowl. Either people were interested in the commercials or people were interested in the game, and everyone yeah. got together, watched. And <laughs> I always loved it because it always seemed like people were more interested in the commercials. Like yeah, you, you would talk and have conversations during the game, and then commercials <laughs> would be on. Be like, shut up, hey everyone, quiet down. Yeah, commercials are on, but. Um, yeah, I remember, I think for me, like my, my grandma always made these meatballs mm. with like the jelly and the barbecue sauce and that, I always look forward to that. And you got <laughs> the uh, the cheese spread, like Wisconsin oh, yeah. beer cheese spread. So good. Love that. Commercials. commercials. <laughs> Let's talk about um, maybe a, a few of our favorite commercials from, from past Super Bowls. Why don't you go ahead and start us off there? Yeah. Um... My favorite one, I want to say, is the uh, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, because two things: I love basketball and I love McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) And they're playing horse for McDonald's, and that was just a fun game. You know, it was two of the greatest players in the NBA at the time. It was back in 1993, I think, the commercial. So it was just really cool. It was really cool to see uh, a commercial like that, and just. um, I don't know, just two guys competing just for like a sandwich, like a Big Mac or something. You yeah, know? It was I pretty think that's cool. what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was a, that was a funny one. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others right now. But yeah, we about? talked about uh, Budweiser frogs. Yeah, the Budweiser. <laughs> All the Budweiser. I, I think the only reason it was so funny is because I was so young back then, and I'm just seeing frogs as whatever. But yeah, that's still a funny one. Um, lately, I feel like they haven't been as funny as they used to be. Maybe it's just because I'm older and I don't know whatever. But the Budweiser ones, the one that you talked about, the Diet Coke or yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi Max, Max, Pepsi yeah. Max. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. No, yeah, I'm good. Doritos always has some good ones. Yeah. Um, that one's really good. I think a couple years ago, the one they had where the I think it was a baby, like an ultrasound or something, and all of a sudden a baby comes, something, because it smelled the Doritos or saw yeah, yeah. saw the dad in there like eating the Doritos, and the baby just came shooting out like to get the Doritos. That was pretty funny. But Yeah. Um, what was that? I think it was the E-Trade baby. Do you remember that? <laughs> On the airplane? Yeah. Dad, yeah. dad? Yeah, the E-Trade ones are funny. They had a monkey one back in the day. Uh, the office linebacker. Yes. That one's funny. Terry, Terry Tate. Tate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think Budweiser like they get an A plus for all their commercials. They had yeah. they had funny ones back in the day, and now so sentimental with the, yeah, the horses the pup, the and the puppy. And the horses the, everyone everyone wants to see a golden retriever puppy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, How about the cost of Super Bowls? Didn't you like? Oh yeah, their Super Bowl commercials. Like I think back in like the early two thousands, it was like little under two million. Yeah, one point nine 
million for a 30 second commercial in in the 2002 Super Bowl. Yeah, now it's 5.1 to 5.3. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, man. If we had that, we would put our podcast in a commercial, but <laughs> yeah. we definitely don't. Yeah, maybe we can get our... Uh... Yeah, go ahead and donate. You can cash app us. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, starting to GoFundMe now for $5.1 million for a 30-second ad on the Super yeah. Bowl. Let's dive into the preview of Super Bowl 53. We have the Los Angeles Rams, Jared Goff, Sean McVay... Todd Gurley, you have the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Mm. Edelman. They're all got some probably Hall of Famers in there, either coaches or players. Obviously, Tom Brady and and Gronkowski are going to be Hall of Famers. But yeah, yeah, let's just talk about some of the biggest storylines coming into this game and what we're excited to see. Um, Sean McVay versus Bill Belichick. What are you seeing in there, Anthony? It's, It's like... I know they weren't the, uh, obviously they haven't done any work together, but it's kind of like, it's like a Star Wars type thing, like, like, oh my gosh, I can't think of it. What are you talking it. about, it's like, the, it's like the dark side yes. versus the light side. Well, no, not even that, just like, uh, like Yoda, oh. teacher, like master yeah, yeah. master student, whatever. Yes, yes, there you go, thank you. I freaking blew that one, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I think Belichick doubles him in age. It's crazy, you know. You got old school, new school. Um, I'm super excited to see that. I mean, you put a note down here. Uh, pretty interesting. McVeigh was in eighth grade. Yep. When Belichick won his first Super Bowl, I was like, "What? Are you yeah. kidding me?" So this dude was literally in middle school, not even high school yet. That's crazy. So, um, two masterminds, you know. Uh, McVeigh is like the new mastermind of the NFL. He's changing the way the game is played. Belichick has. <clears throat> he is been the man on top for the longest time you know for the last 20 years and people keep trying to find ways to beat him yeah and he keeps adjusting like yeah. he's just a genius with it um it helps having tom brady no doubt but belichick definitely has a big big reason behind that yeah uh so yeah i'm just excited to see two of the greatest minds in football going at it you know it's gonna be a great chess match because um, both teams are like pretty talented equally talented you know um so it's really going to come down to a lot of coaching in this game. And yep. the experience of Belichick, I think, is probably going to – well, I don't think. I know it's going to be a big help compared to McVeigh. So, yeah. yeah. Of the of the coaches, who would you say has the most to win and who has the most to lose? I think McVeigh has the most to win and, honestly, maybe the most to lose too. Belichick doesn't have anything to lose. You know, he's still the greatest coach ever. Yeah, that's true. I think, like, if the Patriots lose, we're not going to talk about, wow, the Patriots – like how'd they blow that? I was like, yeah. no, they've already won five. You That's know, true. they've been there nine times. Yeah, McVeigh and them. It's not a guarantee. We we know we've seen the Patriots here several times. We'll probably see them here again. The Rams, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Yeah. You know, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. So I think McVeigh has the most to win. I don't know if any of them really has a lot to lose. Yeah, you know, because McVeigh, it's just his second year as a coach. He's won two playoff games this year. That's big time. I so. I mean, maybe it takes a little hit on Belichick's legacy. They'll be like, yeah, you know, he keeps losing Super Bowls now. You know, it's like the LeBron thing when everybody's like, oh, yeah, he gets there, but he doesn't win. So maybe he has a little bit to lose, but I don't know. What about, what do you think? Yeah, I think McVay, if, if he wins, that already elevates him to almost, like, dare I say, Hall of Fame status. But you talk about he'll be... He's already the youngest head coach in the NFL. Then he'll become the youngest head coach 
to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And here he is with these this roster of young players surrounded by Jared Goff. He's got Aaron Donald signed. Mm-hmm. They got good veteran players, and it could be the beginning of what we saw in two thousand two with the Patriots of a dynasty. And not that people would be like, oh, McVay yeah. already belongs in the Hall of Fame, but he obviously would be elevated oh, yeah. way up there above all these other coaches who have maybe won yeah. one or two Super Bowls. And, and just to see the way that he's going to develop this team uh, would be interesting to see. So I agree with you. I think, yeah, I think McVay has the most to win, the most to lose, obviously. If he doesn't win, people say, you know, okay, well, now he actually needs to, needs yeah. to still prove himself. Yeah. Um, I think among the quarterbacks, I think Brady has the most to lose. I think like his legacy is obviously cemented, but it would just be a bummer for him to have reached another Super Bowl to and to lose this one. And, back and, to and back. right back to back and potentially should like, have been three in a row. Yeah, honestly, the Falcons comeback was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think you know, and on the verge of retirement, we don't know if it's going to be this year or if it's going to be to 45, but yeah. it would be a bummer for him to lose and then to call it quits. Yeah, but. I mean, he said 0%. I don't know if you saw that, but like he said there's 0%. He said, I set a goal at 45 and I want to get there. Okay. He's like, I know it's going to be tough. Yeah. So I, I I believe him. I Brady, I believe everything he says. Yeah. You know, he usually means what he says. So yeah. if he's saying 45, I don't think he'll get to 45. That's another three years after this. But I think he'll be back next year, okay. win or lose. Yep. But, but yeah, I agree because people already try to knock him and say he's not the greatest because he didn't go four and zero. Okay, he didn't go four and zero, but he still has five. Yeah. Like I don't care if Joe Montana went four and zero. He didn't get there nine times. You yeah. know. Totally. I'm like that's that's ridiculous to me. Like, I don't know. But yeah, Brady and McVay and Golf. Like I know another thing. They're the it's the youngest combination. Of a coach and coach quarterback, quarterback ever, fifty-seven. Yeah, like Belichick is older than both of them combined. Yeah, that's crazy. So, just some fun storylines, man. But yeah, let's. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Brady versus golf. You know, we just did Belichick McBay, another so <laughs> Brady and golf, kind of another. What is it? Yoda Padawan, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, master and Padawan. Master Padawan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to get man. a different reference in that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have. It's kind of the same storyline with Bra- with Belichick and McVeigh as you have Brady, 41 years old, and now you have Jared Goff, 24 years old, and mm-hmm. Goff is leading this group of young players, and they have amazing team chemistry, and, you know, I read something here, Jared Goff, like, we talked about Sean McVeigh being in, in eighth grade, <laughs> Jared Goff was seven years old yeah. when Brady <laughs> and Belichick won the first Super Bowl, and, and I, don't, I don't know if you heard the clip, but during, during the media day... You know, Jared Goff and Brady are next to each other, and 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 they're asking Jared Goff like, so what do you think about playing against Tom Brady and like what he did last time against the Rams in 2002? And he's like, well, honestly, I'm seven years old. I probably didn't even care about <laughs> football at that point. So, so true. I just think that's that's so crazy. Like even the even most of the players on the Patriots, Belichick and Brady, are still the only two that are remaining from that 2002 Super Bowl victory. So, yeah. I mean, 17. 17 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. That's just crazy to think that Brady's career has spanned pretty much from that point on. So, yeah. um, Another stat, too. Brady has won the Super Bowl, obviously, five times, and that's more than the entire Rams roster combined. (laughs) I know they have... um, Pretty much just Tlaib. Tlaib, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. And and CJ Anderson with the Broncos. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's pretty. I think that's just about it. Yeah. I don't think Dominic Sue's ever been. No, he hasn't. And then, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's someone in there that we're missing. Yeah, there might be. Um, maybe Mark Barron. I don't know. He was with Tampa, but. Yeah, but yeah, Marcus impressive. Peters never made it with the Chiefs because yeah. they get beat by the Patriots every year. So, so, and that's another thing, Marcus Peters. I know this is probably personal for him because yeah. the Patriots have knocked him out a lot. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think, yeah. I think like, I don't know. Like here, here's a here's an interesting stat, and and this just goes to show how much the game has changed. In 2002, was Brady's run to the Super Bowl where they ended up beating the Rams, the greatest show on turf. They were 14 yeah. point underdogs, but in that in that season, Brady throws, he has like a 63% completion percentage on the year, throws 18 touchdowns to 12 interceptions and gets voted into the Pro Bowl. And if you looked at that stat today, you know who threw 18 touchdowns in 2019 was Case Keenum. <laughs> he, like there was there was 23 other quarterbacks uh, in the league that threw more than 18 touchdowns, and so yeah. this year you look at Goff, like his first year coming into the Super Bowl, over 4,600 yards, 32 touchdowns, mm-hmm. and a 101 passer rating. So that just goes to show you how much the game has changed. Yeah. Um, and and still both players are are great in, in their respective in their respective seasons, but. Yeah, I think, I think Goff could really be a modern day Tom Brady. Like you look at, he's not a he's not a tremendous passer, but he he's a really good game manager. He's smart. He has a great relationship with Sean McVay, and you know he's got he's got the weapons like Brady had. You know Brady had a good arm when he was younger, um, and I see a lot of similarities there with hmm. with Goff. So, yeah, anything that you want to touch on there that like you're excited about the matchup Brady and Goff. Yeah, I'm just excited to see. I want to. I'm just excited to see. Uh, yeah, I think the Rams defense is going to have a hard time with Brady. They all, the the defensive line is key for the Rams. Yeah. If they can get pressure on Brady, because if not, that secondary, I don't. That secondary is going to get tore up by yeah. Tom Brady. He'll you just know? pick you apart. He's going to pick them apart, and he gets rid of it quick too. So. Aaron Donald kind of hasn't showed up in these playoffs yet. You yeah. know, he really hasn't. I mean, he did a little bit against the Saints, but against the Cowboys, he was nothing. He had a couple tackles and no pressures on Dak Prescott at all. And same against Breeze. So I'm excited to see Brady against this uh, this Rams defense. Um, and then also with Belichick being such a great, great defensive mind, I'm excited to see what he throws at Jared Goff. Uh, you know, the Rams have their offense has looked they've done some great things in the two games two different things you know like yeah. this week they kind of did ride Jared Goff in New Orleans you know Todd Gurley had four carries yeah CJ Anderson played well again but Jared Goff like he faced a lot of different kind of blitzes and pressures and this dude like I was watching Peyton Manning's detail of Jared Goff's game and he there was one and Peyton even said this is the greatest seven yard completion of Jared Goff's life and it was the one where they they brought in uh, I think it was Cameron Jordan was coming in from the right side, and then Von Bell was coming right behind him, and both were getting to golf, and it was a play action. Golf knew it, so he knew he had to get rid of it immediately, and this dude was getting tackled and thrown down, and he just wung it out, winged it out there yeah. and hit him for – and it was like, wow. Because I remember when it happened, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And yeah. I was like, that's a great – that's a Tom Brady-type play that Jared Goff made, you know? One of those, like, where – like, you were comparing him as, like, you know, we need this play, and he's going to make it. So – 
Yeah, I'm just excited to see it. I'm I, I'm excited to see the two quarterbacks. I hope it's a shootout. You know, yeah. I kind of I hope it's like last year's game. Yeah. You know, Nick Foles, um, and Brady. But yeah, yeah. The yeah. last the last couple of Super Bowls have really been high scoring shootouts. Yeah. The the Eagles and the um, Patriots, obviously mm-hmm. Patriots Falcons, and yeah. For, what was the Super Bowl for that? Would have been for the Patriots and Falcons. Yeah. Um, Broncos beat Panthers. That's right. Yes, and that was actually a low-scoring game. Yeah, that was two big-time defenses. Yeah, and, um, and the Broncos. The Broncos defense dominated yeah. Cam that game. Yeah. So, so yeah, the last two Super Bowls have been these big shootouts. I honestly think this one could be the same. You know, and it's 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 in a dome. It's on turf. It's Atlanta. What I want to talk about Todd Gurley a little bit. You know what? He seems he's having fun at media day. You know, he's goofing off a lot. He seems like he's ready to play, but what what do you think is going on with Todd Gurley? Yeah, I'm actually going to talk about him, like, towards the end in our prediction, so I'll bring up up something in there. But, yeah, it's been been crazy. At the beginning of the season, this man was scoring three touchdowns a game. He was getting the full Mm -hmm. workload coming out of the backfield, getting the passes, getting the full rushing – workload and in, to go from four carries in the NFC championship game and now heading into the Super Bowl yeah. it's it's just curious because the, I feel like there has to be something going on within the organization or with his health that the Rams are either concerned about or they're trying to save for the Super Bowl and and I don't know which it is but I I think he's going to have a big game I really do I if they have, if they are concerned about an injury, I feel like he's had time to heal up, to rest up. Mm-hmm. They haven't come forward with anything publicly, and obviously C.J. Anderson has been running well, but I think Gurley comes in and, and is kind of that the the game changer for the offense and gives that rushing like the, there haven't hasn't really been a good rushing attack against the Patriots in these first in the first two playoff games. The Chargers did yeah. absolutely nothing. The Chiefs were down, so they had to just pass it to Damian Williams and announce the Super Bowl. So I think, I do think Gurley comes in and has a good game, but at the same time, yeah. I thought he was going to do more last game, and he had four carries. So. I mean, he is home, though. Like Georgia, you know, Georgia Bulldog back in the Georgia Dome. Yep. Well, Atlanta, it's not the Georgia Dome anymore, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I think he's definitely going to want to put on a show. I agree with that. I, I don't. I mean, I guess if they were trying to save him for the Super Bowl, that's a lot of confidence in your team. You're right. To pretty much have your best player sitting down. But, yeah, I, I, I'm I, with you. I agree. I, he's going to need to do that because we saw what the Chiefs defense or what the Patriots did to the Chiefs on defense. You know, they put their number one corner, I think Stephon Gilmore, yep. on Tyreek Hill, and then they doubled. Or no, they doubled Tyreek Hill the whole game, like shattered him and Kelsey, and then they put Stephon Gilmore on Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, yeah. So it, I think they're going to do the same thing with whether it's Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks. They'll put Stephon Gilmore on him, and then they'll double the other ones and be able to help out with Gronk and or not Gronk, um, Higby and Gurley out of the backfield and all that, you know. So yeah, Gurley's going to have to step up. He's, yeah. Whatever. This is the freaking Super Bowl, you yeah. know. You don't play for the Patriots. There's not a guarantee that you're getting back here. Yeah. So whether you're hurt or not, go out there and help get this ring. Yeah. You know? And I think if he does not perform, I think a lot of red flags are going to come up from, 
I think from fantasy football owners and just from fans in general, okay, Gurley has a lot more wear and tear on him than we realize, and the Rams have been running him down. Yeah. And it's going to be a, a topic of conversation yes. come off season if the Rams are going to either like bring back C.J. Anderson, invest in another veteran running back, or look somewhere in the draft yeah. to start developing a younger yeah. player. I would I would hate to see Gurley get, Already be to get four touches and, yes. and be done. Yeah. And that could really hurt somebody like Zeke because he's due for a contract extension soon. Yeah. And the Cowboys could be like, hold up. Todd Gurley's already slowing up. And we know running backs, they go quick. Yeah. You know, and it could hurt Le'Veon Bell in free agency. Yeah. People be like, no, you guys wear down so fast. We're not going to pay you. We'll just bring in another guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think by and large, I I would assume that he's got, I I would assume he's healthy. Yeah. And I think he, he gets more than four carries. But again, Sean McVay has surprised us before. You know, it's like, Last year's Super Bowl when um, when Bill Belichick benched Malcolm Butler. Yeah, yeah, and, for, and nobody knew why. Yeah, and he just and he just did it, and, and he's like, he I just, don't really care. Like, I don't have to give you a reason. Like, I'm the coach, and everyone's <laughs> and, like, What are you doing? But then he it, it, then he booted him out, and he actually was not very good for Tennessee this year. So now Belichick actually looks like a genius. Yeah. I don't think that's the same with Gurley. No, uh, it's not like yeah, no, no. Gurley's done. Like he yeah. sucks. Yeah, no, I'm but saying, I agree. Coaches yeah, have the done coaches don't have to have give us explanations. You know, before. yeah, yeah, you don't have to give us an explanation. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just break down. Obviously, Super Bowl Fifty Three. Let's break down kind of what we're looking at for the listeners. The two teams coming in. The Patriots come in out of the AFC, the number two seed. They were behind the Chiefs. They have an eleven and five record. Uh, this stat actually. Surprised me. They were fourth in offensive points scored this season, but even more of a surprise was they were seventh in defense, which I didn't realize that their defense was that good. And mm-hmm. and even looking back to the 2002 Super Bowl against the Rams, it's eerily similar to how this Super Bowl is. You had you had the greatest show on turf. You had Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. Mm-hmm. They were coming in with with the, like the number one offense and. The, the Patriots come in, I think they were winners of six straight, I believe. They were 5-5 five and five and then went on to be 11-5. and five. So, yeah, they won six straight and... was I think that was, sorry to cut you off, I think that was the year Drew Bledsoe went down too. And Brady had to come in. And that's when Brady, I, that might be why his numbers were a little low too. Yeah. Brady. I think, yeah, I think Bledsoe played either, I think it was either two games or four games. Yeah. And, then, and then Brady came in. Yeah, came in and just... Took over for yeah. the rest of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it was actually interesting in the AFC champion, or I think it was in the divisional round. That was the Raiders game, right? Yeah. The tuck roll. Or yeah. And the snow. Yeah. The field goal in the snow. Yeah. But in the, it was either in this season or the year prior, Brady actually went down in the playoffs. I think it was in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been the year prior. Brady got hurt. They put Bledsoe back in and they won the game. And then Belichick was like, yeah, I'm still going to go with Brady mm-hmm. over the veteran. Yeah. And th- the rest was history. Yeah. I think it was pretty much his yeah. team from then on. But, yeah, and, but same thing. In that in that 2002 matchup, you had the Patriots who came in with an incredible defense uh, and, a, and a good offense with Brady. So mm-hmm. uh, just kind of similar things there. Uh, obviously, for the Patriots, like we talked about, it's their third consecutive Super Bowl <laughs> appearance, um, which is amazing, and fourth in the last five years. They're, they're the first team. Um, to appear in three consecutive Super Bowls since the Buffalo Bills in the 1990s, which obviously we know how one of those Super Bowls won against the Cowboys. <laughs> um, 
And then you look at the Rams. They come in a 13-3 and record, and this is their fourth Super Bowl in franchise history. We were just talking before the show that since from 2004 to 2016, the Rams hadn't had a winning season. And that, that just blew our minds. We couldn't believe that. And then Sean McVay comes in. They go 11-5, and 13-3 this year. But really since that... Since that 2002 loss to the Rams or to the Patriots, mm-hmm. the Rams have just kind of fallen off the map. So, yeah, it's good for them to to they, to come back. They moved back to LA and they've been back to the top. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, and then just a little interesting note. I thought you might like this MLB reference, but yeah, um, the, they were talking about <laughs> like the huge rivalry of Boston sports versus LA, LA sports, yeah. the Celtics, Lakers. But yeah. last year's uh, MLB World Series was Boston Red Sox winning against the Dodgers, Los Angeles yep. Dodgers. So here we go again with like there's this huge just giant in the east of Boston New England mm-hmm. area sports and and obviously LA sports are are like the mecca of, yeah. of sports as well. So uh, I'm excited to see that. And one yeah. guy that you touched on, Aaron Donald, that you said you know he could could be an X factor for the Rams defense is. I didn't realize he has 20 and a half sacks this season. That's a defensive tackle. Right. That's insane. Right. Which was is more than the entire Rams team combined. Yeah. So, like, he got paid, and everyone knows he's the best defensive player in football right now. Yeah. He, I think teams have just schemed around him in these first two playoff games. And so it'll be interesting to see how if the Patriots do that. You know, Ndamukong Sue had, had a huge game yeah. last week because I think a lot of the blocking schemes mm-hmm. were for Aaron Donald, and, and Sue got free. Yeah. So. I think one of those two guys has a has a big game. Yeah, agree, definitely. What What are you seeing as far as the the similarities between Patriots Rams, and what 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 do you think makes the difference? I think just like we said earlier, touching on it is it's two crazy crazy minds of football. You know, the offensive mind is more Belichick or not Belichick. It's more Brady and McDaniel's. Yeah. Um, but the defensive mind of Belichick. Can we not wait to see that go against this offensive mind of Sean McVay, you know? Like, we've seen Sean McVay pull off some crazy stuff. You know, the fake punt. They ha- Their punter, I think, has like five completions this year. Yeah. I'm like, man, he has more completions than my quarterback. Yeah. Just about. <laughs> but, like, Johnny Hecker, anytime he's back there to punt, McVay could pull that. Like, no, we're going to throw it out to one of the guys on the wings, you know, here. So, yeah. I- I'm just really excited to see what the Rams offense does against this Patriots defense because like Belichick he knew what to do against Andy Reid because he's faced him several times you know he knew what to do against you know the Chargers because he's seen Phillip Rivers plenty of times you know he he's never seen Jared Goff he's never seen uh Sean McVay in this offense so I'm I'm interested to see this chess match you know of what kind of defense is the Patriots going to play against this offense? Right. How are they going to shut down Todd Gurley, you know, if they use him? How are they, you know, and I'm, I'm really excited to see Brandon Cooks because obviously the Patriots gave up on him really fast. Yeah. And you know, he's going to want to do something. He's actually been playing well in these playoffs, you know. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see that. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, the Rams defense versus the Patriots offense. I mean, obviously the, the Rams defense with all this talent that we've talked about, um, I'm, I'm really just. I want to see Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead running the ball, and how Aaron Donald is gonna bounce back from these two games that he hasn't really been the same. Yeah. You know, and then uh, James White out of the backfield. Yeah. 
I think James White is like my big X factor. I could see James White oh, yeah. winning MVP. You know, yeah. I could potentially. So it's gonna be fun. I, and obviously, don't even have to really talk about Brady. I I wouldn't be surprised if he ends his game with three hundred plus yards, a couple touchdowns. You know, um, the Rams love to go after interceptions. They're aggressive defensive backs, and Brady's thrown a couple in these playoffs, so he's gonna have to be careful. Yeah, um, could really see. Brady make a mistake in that aspect, but I'm just this. This is like any of the Super Bowl matchups would have been great. This was one of the best ones we could have had. So I'm super excited. You know, it's like, is this going to be the passing of the torch? Belichick and Brady, like yeah. McVay and Golf, your turn to do it for the next, you know, ten to fifteen years. Yeah, um, it'd be a good thing for the NFL. Yeah, but I think it'd be hard. <laughs> it'd yeah. be hard to watch because I love I love Brady. He's yeah. like. He's the goat. He's he is. the he's the ultimate competitor at quarterback, yeah. and he's just been doing this for so long. I, yeah. it's hard for me to root against him now because it I'm is. like I just want to see how long he can keep doing it at this level. I know. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I I love his attitude too. Like, this dude, this dude is so fan friendly. Like it's a, like I I was I saw a clip yesterday. It was a little kid was at the media that asking him a question, and he's like. Tom Brady, what do we say to the haters? And he was like, oh, he's like, you know, he's like, we love them. Yeah. He's like, we love them, and we tell them, I hope you have a great day, and I hope you're successful in your life, wow. and we just do our thing. And I'm like, he's saying that for the kid. Yeah. You know Tom Brady deep down is like, oh, I, I say it with my game. Like, I've been doing this, you yeah. know? But it was so cool to say that to a kid because, you know, a little kid's probably like, oh, okay, now when people hate on me. Like, so it's just a good role model, too. I, totally. Brady's just amazing, and... All of that, so, yeah. and then the the question when golf and Brady were together, and there's like, if you could give Jared Goff one piece of advice for the Super Bowl, what would you? He's like, I ain't giving him any advice. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, like, no, I'm trying to beat him. Yeah, I'm not giving him advice. Yeah, so such a competitor. Yeah, it's amazing. He's yeah. good. Love Brady. Yeah, let's just touch on a little bit of the 2002 Super Bowl, just because they are so similar. And and for the listeners, we're going to play you a clip of the final drive of the 2002 Super Bowl. 17-17, uh, Kurt Warner brings the Rams all the way back. They were down 17-3. to um, They had three turnovers in that yeah. game. The Patriots, the Rams out, uh, not outscored, but the, the, the Rams had 427 yards to the Patriots 267 but the Rams had three turnovers and so the Patriots were up 17-3 Kurt Warner leads them on two scoring drives 17-17 with a minute left and I think it's hilarious listening to this clip John Madden is calling the game John Madden and he and he says something like he's like I he's like I don't know what Tom Brady's doing right now I don't agree with it trying to go down the field he's like I think you just play for overtime I remember that yeah Brady's a <laughs> and then they get like two completions and, and Madden is all of a sudden like, okay, I like what they're doing now. I like this style. So we're going to play a clip for you. It's got uh, John Madden just on the final drive. We'll play a few seconds of that. And then the, the Gil Santos call of Adam Vinatieri's 48-yard winning field goal. So take a listen. And now with no timeouts, I think that the, I think that the Patriots with this field position, you have to just run the clock out. You have to play for overtime now. Brady's in the shotgun. He's going to throw it. Nothing stupid. Gets it up. The J.R. Redmond. You know, I don't, I don't agree with what the Patriots are doing right here. There's Brady. Not much pressure. Throws out to Redmond again. 
gets the first down. I think more importantly, yeah, more importantly than getting the first down is that he got out of bounds and stopped the clock. And and now I kind of like what the Patriots are doing. Here's Brady again. Up the middle, Park, and it's Troy Brown, and he gets out of bounds, and they might be in Vinatieri's range. 48-yard field goal attempt. Set to go. Snap ball down. Kick up. Kick is on the way, and it is good. It's good. It's good. Adam Vinatieri booms a 48-yard field goal, and the game is over. Little dagger field yeah. goal, Adam Vinatieri. The legend. There you have it. Started there. Yes. Who would have thought? I remember where I was watching that game because I was at I was actually with a friend, and. He's a bandwagon fan, but that's all right. He was all of a sudden a Rams fan for the last those couple years before that, oh, yeah. you know, after they beat the Titans. But, um, and he was so we were watching it together. Did you think that night that Tom Brady was going to turn into what he did? No, no, not at all. Like yeah. some people were still wondering if Drew Bledsoe would be the quarterback next year because that was the year he was hurt and it potentially might come back, you know? Right. And this dude, man. It's, it was the beginning for, obviously for a dynasty, but for the careers of so many players. Obviously Tom Brady, but even in that whole playoff series, Adam Vinatieri mm-hmm. hitting the field goal against the Raiders, hitting the field goal against the Rams, and then goes on, hits the hits one against the Panthers. And yeah. in his whole career, he's still playing. And yeah. that's all he's known for is clutch clutch field goals. Yeah. Obviously, he couldn't hit the extra point this year, <laughs> unfortunately, like one of his first misses. Yeah. But, um yeah, I would have never guessed that Brady goes on to play continually 17 more years, win five Super Bowls, and be the player that he is. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. And like you said, in that Super Bowl, he had 145 yards passing. And he got, what, like 50 or 60 on that drive. So he yeah. didn't even have 100 yards. So I, I'm with John Madden. I, I totally get what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, you just, just play for overtime here. Like, you have not played well, quarterback. You know, yeah. you're fortunate to be in this position. But Brady's like, you know what? I'm a seventh round pick. I got nothing to lose. I'm not even the starter of this team. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make something happen. You know. Yeah. He made something happen right there. Yeah. And he literally like if, like it's crazy. Like you know these these things where it's like you can be in a certain time, and you can have two different outcomes. Like he could have kneeled the ball, went to overtime. They could have lost. Who knows what Brady's career is, you know? so true. So, like, think about it. If he would have listened to John Madden, obviously he didn't know what John Madden was saying, but if they would have done what John Madden said and went to overtime and potentially lost that game, who knows if Brady starts the next year? Yeah. Who knows if he ever becomes what he is, you know? Even though the talent, I'm sure he would have gotten on there someday, somehow, obviously, but he, like... That thing, like creating inertia, like he did it. Boom, he yeah. created chaos with that. So obviously the Patriots go on to to win Super Bowl 36, 20 to 17 on that last second field goal by Adam Vinatieri. Um, believe it or not, the Rams were 14 point favorites in that game. They was they were labeled the greatest show on turf, like yeah. we said before, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, etc., Tory Holt. Um, from really from 1999 through that 2002 Super Bowl. They were the best team in the yeah. NFL, the best offense, and mm-hmm. I don't think many. I mean, a fourteen-point underdog yeah, coming into the Super Bowl—that is, that's crazy. Like yeah. that's one of the biggest spreads. Yeah. And so obviously we, we said there's three turnovers, but Brady mm-hmm. he clutched up there at the end, and the rest is history. Um,
we're going to kind of wrap up this episode going into our predictions for what's going to happen in Super Bowl 53, if it's going to be like Super Bowl 36, or uh, maybe it'll be something different. But we're going to go with our choosing our winner, uh, choosing the score of the Super Bowl, one X factor in the game, and then who is going to be Super Bowl 53. So, Anthony, let's make our picks. What are you going with? I'm going with the Patriots. Just, I don't want to pick against Tom Brady again. I did it last week, and he's... I, I'm, it's just because I picked against him. You know, he's in overtime. He's like, all right, watch, I'll show you. No, yeah, yeah. Not, Listen, not he's listening to the podcast. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> listening. No, but I just... I just saw last week, he still has so much in the tank. And I just... They've been there before. Uh... I think the moment might be a little too big for Jared Goff. He's a beast, but wow. I think it's just gonna, not too big. I don't want to make it sound like he can't handle it. I just think there's going to be times in a game where Jared Goff's going to – it's just – he's going to be a little little shaken, a little off. And I think just the Rams in general. Uh, and the Patriots have been there, business as usual. I just see Tom Brady doing his thing and uh, winning another one. Yeah. Um, my X factor is James White. Okay. That's who I'm picking. I think I could see him having like double digit catches, you know, yeah. out of the backfield. Super Bowl uh, Fifty One moments. Yeah, when he had like thirteen or something. Yeah, like so. I I'd say James White's the X factor. The the MVP. I want to say Brady, but I kind of want to go out on a limb, and I kind of want to pick. I think I'm gonna pick Stephon Gilmore. Okay. I think defense. I think he's gonna get an interception or a fump, some kind of defensive touchdown. Okay. I think in this game. So I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick him, the Super Bowl MVP, just because I don't want to make it easy and pick you know an offensive player. Yeah. I want to go out on a limb and pick Stephon Gilmore as Super Bowl Fifty Three MVP, and the Patriots win. Um, I'm gonna say Patriots win it thirty eight wow. to thirty thirty one. Wow. Yeah. I hope. I hope that'd be a great <laughs> Super Bowl to watch. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to go winner, Los Angeles Rams. And I'm going to go I'm going to go 35 to 21. I think I think X Factor, we talked about him before. I said I was going to bring him back up, Todd Gurley. Yeah, I think he for sure. I think he's like I'm not about to get some off-season chatter about me. I'm going to show everyone I still got tread on the tires. Yeah. I just had like I just wasn't in the game plan the last two games. I think he scores two touchdowns. I think he rushes for over a hundred yards. And oh, man. I think yeah, You're I think putting Bill Belichick on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and um All right. and, and despite that, I'm gonna say that Jared Goff gets the Super Bowl fifty three MVP. I think he throws uh, at least two touchdowns and I think I think Brandon Cooks has a huge game. He he had a big game last week and I think I didn't realize this. Brandon Cooks, every single year he's been in the league, has been in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he was there with the Saints, got yeah. traded to the Patriots, was there with the Patriots, got traded to the Rams, and now he's yeah. in the Super Bowl again. So I wouldn't be surprised to see to for him to just be like, hey, mm-hmm. see what you guys are missing over there in New England. And as much as I want to see the Patriots win, that's who I'll be personally cheering for. But I think the Rams pull it out, and I think... Five. The 21. Yeah. 14. So they're getting the 14 points that they didn't get in 2002. Yep. All right. That's our picks. Anthony with the Patriots going uh, 38 to 31. And myself, Noah, going with the Los Angeles Rams, 35 to 21. Anthony's over here (laughs) laughing at me because of that Man. Uh, We'll see who's crazy. 
Um, no, I don't think you're crazy. I just, I'm like, yeah, there's definitely no way Brady's retiring after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get destroyed like that. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. But Nice. All right, well, I guess we'll find out what happens, win or lose, and then the offseason we'll have lots to talk about with free agents yeah. and changes and who's our favorites for next year. But Yeah. I, I want to say one other thing, because you had, it was from earlier when you talked about Brady being in the Pro Bowl that year, 2002. Dude, I was that was when the Pro Bowl was after the Super Bowl. Yes. I want them to bring that back. Hey, that's a good idea. Because then you get to see we don't get to see Tom Brady in the Pro Bowl ever yeah. because he's always in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, like honestly, almost every year we have two amazing quarterbacks in the Super Bowl and we don't get to see them in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Because of this rule. I hate it. Yeah. And nobody plays in the Pro Bowl anyway, so nobody's going to notice that it's a week later. Yeah. Just let it happen, you know, let it and then it gives these guys a nice fun vacation after winning the Super Bowl. Or losing it, whatever. But yeah. I don't know. I just think it'd be cool. Then you at least get every team represented and in there, you know? But, yeah. And I think the players, too. Like, every, who wouldn't want to play in a pro ball yeah. with Tom Brady to yeah, catch some exactly. passes from him? He's a, he's a great quarterback, yeah. great guy. Like, he hasn't played in it in a long time. So. <laughs> yeah, you get to see Brady. We missed out on a lot of Peyton Manning Pro Bowls yeah. when he would make it. Um yeah, I just I just think it'd be cool. And Jared Goff, like Jared Goff is a young kid. He'd probably love to have been in the Pro Bowl again this year, you know? Yeah. But yeah. All right, well, there you have it for episode five. We want to hear your guys' predictions for Super Bowl 53. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Who's your X Factor and Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. Um, again, like we said, Anthony, he's picking the, the Patriots. I'm going with the uh, the Rams convincingly. So <laughs> find us on Instagram. We're going to be posting and uh, just talking about it all week long on the the Instagram and on Twitter. You can, again, follow me at K-O-T-S Fantasy. And Anthony, why don't you wrap us up and hit them with your details? Yeah, so mine is, uh, my Twitter is going to be dat underscore dude underscore A-B. And my Instagram is Anthony D Bills. Um, and you can find us on the Couch Scouts pod. And uh, that's it for this episode. Ready for Super Bowl 53? We'll be back next week to recap it. And we'll see you guys soon. You've been listening to the Couch Scout Sports Podcast. For more resources, follow us on Instagram at the Couch Scouts Pod. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.